We're here today to worship the King of Nations. Amen. When the Thessalonians gathered in their little assembly in the church of Thessalonica and spoke of having another king, it brought the wrath of the citizens of that city down on them because they reported to the Romans there that uh, these people worship another king. And we have another king. And it caused a great deal of persecution because those people didn't know that our king is a spiritual, eternal, everlasting king, and he's the king of nations, and he tells us to be the best citizens of the nations on earth that we can be. So it's a good thing if they understood it correctly, and some nations have understood it. Darius and Ahasuerus and Artaxerxes and Cyrus knew that to favor the people of God was to favor their empire. And so they did kind things for the church of God and thanked them for praying for themselves and their sons. It says so in the Bible that why should the prayers be hindered going up for our sons? Jesus Christ, our Lord, was promoted to the King of Nations by Almighty God. And so now there is a man at the right hand of God who's the King of Nations. He's the Prince of the Kings of the Earth. And we want to see it all when we come together to worship. We're almost like a secret society here in that we have a God and a ruler, a king and a monarch over us that dictates the terms of our lives more than any pledge to the flag or pledge of allegiance or our government can ever get us to do. Because our king tells us to live in such and such a way and we happily do so. Today in Isaiah 44 and 45, we have 53 verses to cover. It's a great deal of material. We're probably not going to deal with it at the length you wish we could or should, but chapters 46, 7, 8, and 9 will give us more information about Cyrus and God's dealing with nations. But I want us to start this morning with Daniel chapter 2 and hear what Daniel said to the predecessor of Cyrus and the Persians, and it's to Nebuchadnezzar of the Babylonians and Chaldeans. In verse 20 is where I'll start. Nebuchadnezzar has had a vision, a dream, and Daniel tells him his dream and the interpretation of it. Verse 19, Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision. Then Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he changeth the times and the seasons. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness, and the light dwelleth with him. I thank thee and praise thee, O thou God of my fathers, who hast given me wisdom and might, and hast made known unto me now what we desired of thee. For thou hast now made known unto us the king's matter. Not only the interpretation of his dream, but the dream itself. What a demonstration of God's great power. And then when we come over to chapter 4, we have Nebuchadnezzar himself declaring what God had done toward him. And he admitted this about his situation, that he was about to be put out to pasture. 
and who had decreed the matter. Daniel 4.17 This matter is by the decree of the watchers and the demand by the word of the holy ones to the intent that the living may know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth it to whomsoever he will and setteth up over it the basest of men. These watchers are God's angels. These holy ones are the holy angels. And they were offended by Nebuchadnezzar for being a mere mortal on earth and his arrogant blasphemy against their God, the Lord of hosts. And so they were calling for Nebuchadnezzar to be humbled. And the Lord happily obliged because they all worked together doing the one and solitary will of God. And this is what we believe about world history. So when we come to Isaiah 44 and 45, these verses all fit because our God, the Lord Jehovah, is king of nations. As Jeremiah 7.10 says, and he sets up over the nations of the world even the basest of men. He raises kings, he puts kings down, he expands empires, he constrains them. It's all his work. I do all these things. He, bring, he creates good and evil. We're going to read in Isaiah 45, verses 7 through 10. And we want to prepare ourselves at what a great God we're worshiping this morning as we come into this house. Amen. His house. The world can't see it. The world doesn't understand it. They think that we are nothing, but we are the sons of the living God. Amen. And our God rules the world. Amen. And they can have all the meetings and all the elections that they want, and it amounts to nothing because nothing will happen unless God himself has approved it and purposed it. And he has purposed great things for us. Amen. And the things he has purposed for us stretch into eternity. They're far beyond this little life. And we should worship him today. Let us pray. O oh Lord God, our Father, the God of Daniel, the God of Daniel's fathers. We worship thee. There is no other God. You found none. There's none like unto thee. What can be compared unto thee? What can thou be compared unto? There is nothing like thee. Thou only art the true and living God. And we worship thee. We thank thee that thou hast created the heavens. And they were filthy in thy sight with Satan and his rebellion, the earth, the sea, and all that in them is. Amen. Everything we're able to see, everything we're able to discover, thou hast created it all, and for thy pleasure it was and is created, and we worship thee. We thank thee, Lord of glory, that you created the earth, you created it to be inhabited, and you created man to inhabit it. And you gave him dominion over the birds, the animals, and the fish of the sea. And we thank thee. And we thank thee that you send your sunshine on the evil and the good, and your rain on the just and the unjust. And you fill the hearts of all with food and gladness. Amen. And we praise thee for it. We give no credit to anything else but to thy mercy and thy gracious providence toward us. Heavenly Father, we thank thee 
that thou hast chosen one out of the people with the glorious name of Jesus and hast appointed him over all the works of thy hands, all principalities and powers, all thrones, might and dominion are subject unto him. We thank thee for thy son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who sits at thy right hand. We thank thee that thou hast prepared and didst prepare him a body and sent him into this world to lay down his life, a substitutionary payment for our sins. We thank thee that you raised him from the dead, and he now rules over the kings of the earth. And any king that has any intelligence or wits or reason or is able to consider in his heart should kiss the son, lest he be angry and that king perish from the way. O Lord, we thank thee that thy son, the Lord Jesus Christ, reigns on high and is coming for us soon. We thank thee that he dashes the nations in pieces with his rod of iron. O Lord, we thank thee for him. And we pray that today, as we have already prayed in the back room, that we will honor and glorify thy holy child, Jesus. We pray that you'll exalt him to us and that we'll exalt him to thee. We know that thou lovest him and hast honored him and that if we will love and honor him, you will bless us. But we do so because he is worthy of all blessing and honor, riches and wisdom and power forever. Whether you honor us or not, we will give him that honor. We thank thee for him. Heavenly Father, it's in Jesus' name that we've assembled today. He is our king and we know no other to be compared to him. He is our savior and we have no other. He is our mediator and we have no other. And we thank thee for him. Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins. Forgive us because you have named us and surnamed us. We are Christians, the sons of the living God. And yet we have not lived like it every moment of this past week. And we ask you to have mercy upon us. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Restore open, wide, bold, friendly fellowship with thyself because of his sacrifice and this confession of our sins. And now draw nigh to us by thy Spirit. Fill us with that power of Pentecost. Open the word of God to us. Let our fellowship between the brothers and sisters in this place be precious in thy sight and profitable to our souls. Lord, have mercy upon us. Bless us this day. Guide us in thy word. Guide us while we sing. Bless us. Prosper us. Lift us up in the Lord Jesus Christ, that we might see him and thee and heavenly things better than we ever have before. It's in Jesus' glorious name that we pray. Amen.